0: Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, November 9th, 527 AM Central Time. Grain markets are lower this morning. December corn futures down two and three quarters at 473 and a quarter. January soybeans down one at 1364 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat down eight. At 584 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat down five and three quarters at 649 and a quarter. December spring wheat down four and three quarters at 730 and three quarters. We had some news out of the Black Sea yesterday.
1: We sure did. On Wednesday, a Liberian civilian vessel was struck by a Russian missile at a Black Sea port near Odessa. One person was killed and four were injured in the attack. The vessel was slated to transport iron ore to China. Since Russia exited the black sea grain deal back in July, Moscow has carried out 21 targeted attacks on Ukrainian port infrastructure. Wheat futures rallied sharply on the news yesterday.
0: Yeah, so the news puts into question the uh, validity, I guess, of this new grain corridor which or or just new uh, shipping corridor, which Russia is not really on board with. So you had a sharp rally in wheat yesterday. HRW futures up 22 cents. SRW up 22. Spring wheat was up 11. Um, I don't know if this is just going to be a one and done deal in regard to the rally. I will say this. Wheat futures have been down in the dumps, oversold. Large speculators are heavily short. I think we've got a record fund short in the spring wheat market, heavy short in SRW. So uh, is this a one and done deal or a catalyst for a larger recovery? I'd love to see a larger recovery here. Wheat price has been under a lot of pressure. They've not given the wheat producer very much to work with here. Um, you don't want to see these attacks and, and doing the news every day, like headlines like this, this is um this is kind of depressing. Like you talk about mm-hmm. it. Oh, somebody died and we talk about it and we're interested in wheat prices. The whole thing, these wars are are not fun to talk about, but in any case, yeah, we'd love to see some higher wheat prices, but uh, at what expense, you know, is always the question.
1: USDA reported sizable flash sales of U.S. soybeans on Wednesday. Yesterday, USDA reported private sales of 33 million bushels of soybeans, of U.S. soybeans, the largest single-day soybean sales since July. Of the total soybean sales, China purchased 16 million bushels, The remaining 18 million bushels were sold to unknown destinations, which oftentimes means Chinese buyers. The sales come at a time when Brazil's soybean crop is suffering from unfavorable weather. Dry conditions in Brazil have caused issues for grain shipments on rivers in northern Brazil. Also on Wednesday, U.S. exporters sold 11 million bushels of corn to Mexico for delivery during the current marketing year.
0: The rumors were true. We talked about this yesterday. We knew that this was coming. This was not a surprise. The amount, uh, so your total was, what, 909000 I guess depending on how you read the Reuters piece that, that reported this prior to the official announcement, maybe this was slightly better than expected. The, the Reuters piece that was printed on uh, what would have been Tuesday, I guess, indicated that it was going to be a 600,000 metric ton sale, but then went on to say that it was like in total, maybe up to 25 cargoes. So I think that this is very much within the realm of expectations. Uh, Even with these sales, we're still not where we need to be in terms of of export sales as it relates to USDA projections. So we need to see more of this. Uh, Remember guys, these sales will not be included in today's weekly export sales report. They'll be included next week.
1: Soybean futures rejected key technical resistance on Wednesday. The most heavily traded January 24 contract ran stops above a multi-month trend line for two consecutive days, but has been been unable to close above it. Buyers chased the China headlines along with a less-than-ideal Brazilian weather situation. The buying and subsequent selling occurred on larger trading volumes.
0: People watch these trend lines. Large traders watch these trend lines. People watch them, and that's why they matter. So you went up, you ran some stops above that trend line, rejected it uh, two consecutive days, and now you're back below it. Um, if you're a bull in the soybean market, you would very much like to see a trade up and above that like 1380 level January futures and and see it stick. You want a sustained push. Up above those levels. Guys, there will never be a trade recommendation here. There has never been a trade recommendation here. In fact, here's a recommendation 99% of you guys have no business trading futures or options. That goes for myself as well. Uh, Those who should be trading futures and options include those with unlimited resources as it relates to money or those who need to hedge physical production or um, end users that sort of thing. Uh, Don't speculate in the futures markets, guys.
1: So if you guys have not already checked out our premium content, you need to do so. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together with Brian's split yesterday?
0: Brian was on yesterday. We talked about charts, uh, talked about the soybean situation in particular. We also talked about meal. We talked about soybean oil, talked about the cattle uh, setup from a technical standpoint, which is uh, probably one of the most interesting ones out there. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com, sign up this morning. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. As I mentioned earlier in the week, guys, this is the best way to support what we're doing here. YouTube pays us next to nothing. The podcast pays us uh, $0 exactly. So this is the only way we're able to do this. This is independent media. We have no sponsors. Um, we are self-sponsored. Uh, there's no corporate backing here. This is just um, a small time operation. We're doing this all uh, through premium subs. So if you are a premium sub, thank you. You're keeping us in business here. Uh, You allow us to do this every day. And if you're not, you you should consider a subscription. Again, $50 a month. It takes like a minute to sign up, guys. Check that out this morning.
1: USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASDE report here this morning at 11 Central Time. Ahead of the report, traders expect a marginal increase to the 2023 U.S. corn yield estimate and an unchanged U.S. soybean yield estimate. Traders will also keep an eye on the demand side of the balance sheets in addition to any global changes.
0: The pre-report estimates are extremely unexciting. The the trade expects no major changes. I personally, and I know this is not a popular opinion, I would not be surprised to see a higher corn yield number and maybe even a higher soybean yield number. I don't like to talk about yield reports here. People get too worked up and excited and triggered, as I said yesterday. But um, guys, the yields in some of these areas that had the worst of the worst drought were absolutely phenomenal given the situation. So I don't know. Is, is the crop actually better than expected? I don't really know. Maybe we'll find out today. I know everybody's got different opinions. I know if you had a shit crop in your backyard, you don't like to hear that. But I just feel like from what I've heard, and, and I hear a lot that uh, the crop was, I, I think yields were pleasantly surprising for a lot of people. You'll get to carry out numbers. There's nothing uh, overly exciting here in terms of the projections. But I guess that's how you get a surprise. You go in looking for a dud, something changes. Maybe that's how surprises occur.
1: Mortgage rates last week recorded their largest one-week decline in more than a year. The average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to 7.71%, down from 7.86%. As a result, total mortgage applications increased last week by 2.5% compared to the previous week. Applications, however, are still 20% lower than last year at this time. The decline in mortgage rates was attributed to the Fed holding rates steady and data indicating a cooling job market.
0: The question here, bigger picture, is have interest rates topped? And for the moment, it appears as if they have topped. Uh, Yield on the 30-year peaked at like 5.2% just before uh, the Fed's meeting, I believe it was that last week. Um, And then you look at the bond market, big picture. Yeah, the the 40-year bull run in bonds is over, but we may have found a short-term bottom here. I was looking at the CME Fed tool this morning, and there is actually now like an 18% chance, according to uh, treasury markets, that the Fed cuts cuts rates following their March meeting. So this situation has changed drastically, and a lot, a lot of the markets are reacting. Bonds have rallied, uh, stocks have rallied. Um, if the money's gonna get cheaper, it's, it's good for a lot of things, but could present inflation problems, I suppose, again. So uh, we'll see what happens cattle uh trying to recover yesterday.
1: Yeah, cattle futures were able to hold their ground yesterday. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of a buck 52 higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of $0. 82 cents higher. Choice box beef dropped below $300 for the first time in a month yesterday, ending the day at 29875. That was down a buck 63. Select ended the day at 27103. That was up a buck 55.
0: Outside market's pretty quiet this morning. U.S. dollar's up a little bit. Stocks are marginally higher. Uh, Bonds are lower. Crude oil is up 43 cents. Kind of had an ugly day again yesterday. The December WTI is 75.76 last trade. Have a great day, guys. Report at 11. We'll talk to you Friday.